welcome back to the Drop Your Rug podcast. I'm Cedric Whitlock, and I'm here with my host, Brandy. We want to welcome you all back to the second episode in season one. We're going to rock this thing out. Me and Brandy, we're going to bring y'all some entertaining veteran news. Um, Brandy, you want to kick this thing out? All right. So welcome back, guys. We appreciate you uh, supporting us on our first episode. Thank you so much. Um, so today we're going to talk about a couple of things. But first, let's kick it off with talking about why we started Drop Your Rug. So we had a, a viewer who asked, how do we get to this point? How do we get to this point? We got to this point. Me and Cedric just hooked up one day at my kitchen table. and was like, you know what, man? <laughs> let's start a podcast. I was like, a podcast? Shit. And why me? <laughs> because, man, Brandon, she, hey, you got all the energy. You a fellow vet. You understand my plight. You understand what I'm going through. You can, We can bounce ideas off each other, and we, we can do. understand it. We do. So it's all started at my kitchen table. Literally. So who am I? I'm Brandy Jefferson, a retired Army military veteran. Uh, I retired after leaving, retired 21 years after joining the military. Um, I'm here at Fort Bragg with my husband because he's still in. Um, so y'all would do a military? Do a military, yes. I do a military. 16 of those 21 years. We were doing. Was how hard was it? It was pretty rough. I ain't gonna lie. I couldn't imagine. I could. I couldn't have done it. There were definitely times that we were deployed together. Okay. At different locations in like Afghanistan, uh, Kuwait, Iraq, Germany, different places that we had to go for extended periods of times. Times we've had to leave our kids. Like, but you both had to leave the kids, but y'all went to two different separate places. Yes, two separate. Sides of Afghanistan. <laughs> yes, he was in. And the kids. He was in Pro- I was in Helmand Province, and he was in, <clears throat> on the Pakistan border. Oh man, I, I can't imagine that was hard. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So, um, twenty-one years I served in the military. The reason why I went into the military was really just to make a better life for my family. Um, so that's pretty much it. What about you, sir? Well. Um, <laughs> I didn't do 21 years. I did 15 years. I was medically retired after 15 years. Um, uh, husband, father, four children, two daughters, two sons. Um, yeah, man, I, I spent most of the deployments without my family. I wasn't dual military, but I was, um, you know, deployed Afghanistan, Iraq, Turkey, right. so many different places. Um, you had to go. Um, I. Sh- Sparked this idea of drop your rug because I wanted to get away from the vibe of veterans being weak. I'm, I'm, I'm weak might be a the wrong word, but I wanted to spotlight on thriving veterans. Yeah, and help veterans we are thrive. Good. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I I look at Brandy as a thriving veteran. You know what I'm saying? Veteran, man. I, I'm a thriving veteran <laughs> myself. You know what I mean? Um, but I know some people go through things that they don't know where to get the help. And I felt like something of this stature, you know, a podcast, cause we could we could point point people in the right direction to um, find those resources and share stories and things like that. So yep. So, yeah. So basically, we were just searching for another purpose. After leaving the military, you know, because once you served all that time, you feel like 
that's that's your purpose. But when you get out, you have to try kind of try to find, hey, what's next? So we wanted to do that in a unique, non-traditional way. So that's why we started Drop Your Rug. Um, so we came up with the, the name at my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of throwing names out there. I was like, man, I don't know what the name of the podcast. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? What about something like Drop Your Rug? I was like, you know what? Hmm. That's a good one because when you think about it, after you come home from a long deployment Wrong, or yeah. a field training exercise, the first thing you want to do is you want to <laughs> drop the rock rucksack at the door, take off your uniform, and take re- a shower, and have a bill. Yeah, and relax. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and sometimes you might want to try to talk to people that you know don't understand where you're coming from. And that's what we're here for. We, 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 we understand veterans. We understand the veteran plight, you know. Um, so we want to give y'all somewhere where you can you can come and express yourself and feel like you're being understood. Exactly, because retiring from the military is kind of like dropping your rug permanently. You're not picking it back no more after that. You're dropping your rug from that lifestyle and you're finally trying to figure out life outside of the military. So if you were wondering what it means, hey, we just gave you a full segment <laughs> on why we call it Drop, Drop Your Rug. All right, so we got a competition for a hoodie. So on our last episode, we had a few little, you know, like nervous jitter, technical type issues. You know, I had that whole breathe again. <laughs> She's breathing on the mic. She's like, <laughs> ASMR. Anyway, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so the competition is we're giving away a Whoopi hoodie for the person who can guess how many times Cedric said, "You know what I mean." You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so if you get the correct answer, well, I, I, I had to I had to figure it out. Like so, all right, we're going to I I, I worked it out. We're going to. <laughs> Take a hundred names from people that that um, correspond with the correct number of times that I said, you know what I'm saying, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take those hundred names and we're gonna put them in a drawer. And on episode three, we're <laughs> gonna draw those names out of the drawer. So you have to go back and watch episode one to be eligible for the the competition. And that's just And you have to tune in To episode 3 To see who won The competition (laughs) See what I did there (laughs) (laughs) Alright so We hope you guys Go back to episode 1 Play the game with us Um, The Wibby Hoodie Is going to be Really really nice And you all know It's in honor of our friend Captain Robert Latham, rest in peace to him. Captain Robert Latham, man, he's being laid to rest up in um, Pennsylvania on the um, 20th. And like I say, the um, <clears throat> Whoopi Hoodie, again, was a tribute to him. Rest in peace, Rob. All right, so we're going to move on to our Black History segment because it is Black, Black History, History Month. <laughs> so today we're going to highlight the 555th Parachute Infantry Battalion, better known as a triple nickel. I do have one good, very, very good friend. My good friend, Frank Rhodes, was a part of the triple nickel. Shout out to Frank Rhodes and shout out the 82nd Airborne Division because the triple nickel actually trained under the 82nd Airborne Division. So let's get into it. The 555th 
Parachute Infantry Battalion, nicknamed the Triple Nickel, using the English spelling of the nickel, was a World War II African-American unit of the U.S. Army stationed in Pendleton in 1945. The battalion, first organized in November 1943 at Fort Ben in Georgia, was made up of voluntary transfers from other organizations. The 555th Parachute Infantry <coughs> Battalion was created when the U.S. military was segregated by race. The 555th was the only African-American parachute unit. Airborne. Airborne. <laughs> nah, um, and then I could just look. Um, I served some time in the um, 82nd Airborne. Shout out to my, all my um, paratroopers out there. And I know the told that being in the 82nd Airborne takes on the soldier. I mean, it's a lot of pride there. Um, but I could just imagine being you know what I'm saying, in the 82nd Airborne doing those times of separations of, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. color in the military. I know it had to be hard for those guys. So, man, I thank those guys for their service. You know what I mean? Thank but, you for your sacrifice. They actually did not get to actually serve in World War II because by the time they finished all their training up and everything, you know, the battle was kind of kind of over. But they still did um some missions here in the United States as smoke jumpers. But if you want to know more information about them, you can go to www.triplenickel.com. There's also a phone number you can call. The young lady that answered the phone the other day was very nice and gave out as much information as she could um, regarding the triple nickel. One last thing I want to say. The distinctive insignia for the 555th was a white parachute with a black panther crouching on top of it. So they said that they were the first black panthers because that was their emblem. The emblem. Black okay, so we, the triple nickel, hey. That that was awesome. That was an awesome story, Brandy. That was an awesome. Shout story. out to the Triple Nickel and Eighty Second Airborne Division. Always, you know, hell of a legacy. Yes, hell of a legacy. All the time. Right, right. All right, right guys. So our first topic, kind of, kind of, kind of touchy yeah why, why is it so touchy because it is why why is it so you touchy? always have to be controversial who i'm not controversial i just look I, i'm an american patriot i consider myself a patriot mm. like any other red-blooded american man okay. i fly my flag you know i i, I represent I, i've served 15 years in the army you know but as a black patriot i have also um felt like times where my blackness and my patriotism didn't run. They couldn't intersect. They had to run parallel. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So, so by definition, what would you say patriotism is? By Patri your definition. By my definition, I mean, my definition is the love for country. Right. The love the love for country. I um I think America is the greatest country in the world. Is it is it is it the best country in the world? Greatest and best, those are two, you know what I mean? But like that's that's home. Why I'm not rooting for nobody else. What the, what the fuck I look like? You know what I'm saying? That that's home, you know what I mean? Like I and I hear a lot of um, you know, like people with with bigger platforms than we have. Mm -hmm. And they they you know what I'm saying, they criticize America. America is beautiful. People are ugly. Right. You know what I mean? 
America, you know, everything. And I look at, like we talk about the triple nickel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's legacy that, you know what I'm saying, I, I happen to follow up by serving as a black man in, in the 82nd Airborne. Right. And let's not forget, we've had African Americans serve this country from Christmas addicts, oh. the first person to die in the American Revolution. Uh, American Revolution. If that's not a patriot, you know what I'm saying? If you like, if you don't feel pride when you, you know what I'm saying, as a black man, a black woman, a, a black veteran, when you think about our contributions to this country. Yes, yes. Um, I, I don't think that um, serving should be a source of conflict among us. I, I know right now we're at a time where people are questioning their place in America. Um, but serving African Americans serving in the military should not be a a topic that is is that is used for a division. Right, right, yeah, I, I definitely get that. I mean, like I, okay, so when when you think patriotism, a lot of people, you know, what I'm saying with a clip. Um, equivalent patriotism to white Republican, you know what I'm saying, a type of thing. But when I look at patriotism, I look at the triple nickel. I look at the Buffalo Soldier. I look at Martin Luther King. I look at Rosa Parks. You know what I'm saying? Everything, you know, um, marching in Selma. You know what I'm saying? I look at the Million Man March. All of those things were for the betterment of America, okay. not for us to go, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know what I'm saying? To it, it was for us to be able to be in America, a better America. And that's what we fight for. You know what I mean? Your paper, patriotism might not be the same as mine and mine might not be the same as, your, as yours, but we're all fighting to be right. a better America. The point is that we're trying to move our country past. Right a lot of the things that we have going on um and that could be your patriotism right i like you know what i'm saying like i said i look at you know martin luther king you know what i mean and he wasn't he wasn't murdered like people say he america killed him this that, and third no people killed martin luther king right you know what i'm saying people from america yeah you know what i mean but america but the whole time martin luther king was fighting for a, a better, better america, america. And, and and if, if, if that's not the definition of patriotism, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, the facts are, in every major conflict, as black Americans, we have served alongside our counterparts. Like, so, what you got, you, Brand, Brandy has my facts. Brandy has my facts. Can, 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 you, can you name off of some, of some of those campaigns that black folks have fought in? Well, we fought in the American Revolution. We fought in the Civil War. We fought in World War One and Two. Uh, we fought in Operation Enduring Freedom. We fought in what's the new campaign? Now I'm not sure what the new campaign is. <laughs> Every major conflict that we've had as African Americans have fought in it. And if that's not patriotism, I don't know what is. That's why I could never, you know, what I'm saying, um, I could never negate. Or turn myself away from that energy that um, my ancestors, you know what I'm saying, have fought, bled, and died for. They they fought and bled and died for America. So that like 
you know, a lot of people talk about vibes and energy nowadays. That's the, that's the energy I harness my patriotism for. That's my energy that I harness to wake up and, you know what I'm saying, be proud to be an American for. Right. So if you're out there and, you know, you you are a proud, proud black patriot, hey, display your patriotism. Yeah. In the way you see fit. And the way you see fit, man. You Fly know your I mean? flags. <laughs> salute. Salute. Um, serve. You know what I mean? If that's what you want to do, you can serve in the military. You you know, um, you can go work for the VA and help us, some of us veterans, with some of the issues that we're dealing with. There's so many different ways to serve and be a patriot. You just have to find what identifies with you. What works for you. Exactly. In our last segment, we're going to spend a little time on this one, y'all. We're going to talk about who do you talk to. Okay, so let me start off with my facts. According to GoodTherapy.com, many military veterans experience a group of mental health conditions that tend to disproportionately affect military personnel. We already know why. These conditions may include post-traumatic stress Depression, anxiety, traumatic brain injury, substance abuse, among other issues. Due to the traumatic environment in which active military combatants serve, veterans are at a significantly higher risk for developing these health concerns. These concerns can often be addressed and resolved with the support of a mental health professional. But outside of a mental health professional, though, let's just talk about it. There is somewhat of a stigma surrounding veterans and going to therapy. What do you think about that? I think I think therapy is great for everybody. I, I, I like, you know what I'm saying, I I use, you know what I'm saying, uh, again, I have, I'm a 100% disabled veteran, um, so I have access to um, therapy with the VA, and I, I use them religiously when I feel the need. Okay. I ain't gonna lie, I don't like going to therapy. <laughs> Do I need to go? Well, so why don't you why why don't you feel why don't why don't you like going to therapy? Um I don't know. I feel like sometimes well when I was active duty, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like sometimes people just kinda told you what was wrong with you and you just kinda went went along with it. I don't need you adding no extra Stuff on top of what I already know. I <laughs> like I look, look. I'm mad. I don't know what these issues you talking about is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then on the, at the on the same token, some of the therapists were not military, so a lot of times you had to sit there and explain overly explain why you felt the way that you felt, why right, you did right, what you did. Right. So it was. It was just exhausting, even more so at talking to a therapist than it was just trying to figure it out on my own. Uh, so I, so I'm again like, I am. You have to be an advocate for yourself. True. So <clears throat> when I, you know, what I'm saying, and, and it might be a, a little harder inside the military, or you might have a little bit more um, reserve. But you, you like. When I when I talk to my therapist, if I have to pick a new therapy, I give them what type of therapist I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I give them like I would I would rather have a black man in the te- in between the ages of 30 and 65. You know what I mean? That has served. You right. know, 
because you know what I mean that that man is going to understand my, my plight a little bit better yeah I, I you know would prefer what I mean? a, honestly a military therapist over a civilian therapist because one if you never ever ever had anything to do with the military outside of working in the office and being a therapist it's going to be hard for you to understand um, that that is true but I also I also have had therapists that have not served and they, they've been good too because they give you a different perspective. They, they give you a different perspective. You you like that's what I'm saying. You have to be, you know what I mean? You you have to know what you're looking for. The therapist, you know what I'm saying? The therapist, you you have to know what issues you want to deal with. They they can help you dig in and and but you have to have a, a idea of what you want going into it. And most of the time I do, but I just cannot get into the Here's this worksheet for you to take home this week. Yeah. Work yeah. on that. Yeah. And then come back next week and we'll discuss it. <laughs> I am not a worksheet type. That's, again, again, <laughs> again. Like these these people are getting, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they they're getting paid to, you know, um, you have to you like I say, you have to be a very you don't have to be a self. It it work it, it takes work. You have to be open to criticism. You have to be open to trying new things. You have to be open to lifting, listening to a different perspective. Right. You know, um, if you go in there with with walls up, you know what I mean. It's it's going Most to. Most of us do though, because we already have that feeling that they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they don't really care. They want to get us in there for that hour, listen, and get us out because they got to push the next patient on behind us. But, but that's why you have to be like, I'll, look, I'll go talk to my therapist. I'll be running business plans by this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know what I mean? And, and see what kind of reaction I get. You know what I mean? No, I'm in the, I'm like, in the chair. I'm going to be honest. I, sometimes I'll be in the therapist chair having like complete meltdowns over like, oh my God, the milk was spoiled this morning and I didn't have enough. <laughs> but hey, but like, but that's, but if that's what's on your mind, if that's what's on your mind, if that's what's calling you to keep from moving forward, you have to you have to work past that yeah and I'm in the process of, of finding a new therapist now I was going to the DAV um, okay the therapist there but I'm trying to get in with the VA I'm having some issues getting in with the VA right now due to their schedule see so are you are you are you, are you my best therapy appointments have been during the pandemic and they've been they've been virtual I tried virtual, but the so check this out, guys. Let, let, let me just keep it one with you. <laughs> I cannot sit still for more than thirty minutes at all. <laughs> so sitting in a therapy appointment at home, <laughs> at home for thirty minutes or more, not happening. <laughs> Does not work for me. And, but, no, but those are things. My therapist that, yeah, was like, yeah, those are things that she was like, Miss Jefferson, I think you have ADHD. I was like, see, here you go piling some other stuff on top of me, man. I was like, why do you think I have ADHD? See, why, 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 why you just say, bitch, I know. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't. I, she was like, I think you have ADHD. I was like. Why would you think I have ADHD? She said, because you can't sit still. You're cleaning. You're answering the door. You're doing this and you're doing She was up. Sound like she was she upset. Was, she <laughs> sound like you thought she thought you was wasting her damn time. She was, I was talking. Right, right, right. 
But so so you have so but you have given therapy a shot. I have, but sometimes as a as a veteran, sometimes I just feel like I can't really explain my feelings and then I get like really uncomfortable. So who do you talk to? Who do I talk to? I talk to God. One. Hey man, God is good. I spend a lot of time talking to my husband. I know he probably feel like he a therapist right now. Hey, hey, but see, but he, but he understands you talking to another person that has served. That's um, one of the things I think veterans run into. Um, they, they try to make people who don't understand understand what's going on. Like it's like. As much as you think, you know what I'm saying? Say you're, I'm married, you know what I mean? So I, I speak from a married man's perspective. Um, I have children. I speak from a father's perspective. And all my children and my wife, they live in my house. They don't, as much as they, I think that they would understand what I'm going through, they don't. No. You know what I mean? They understand what they've gone, gone through while I'm going through what I'm going through. But they don't understand, you know what I'm saying, serving being deployed, you know what I mean? They understand missing me while I were while while I was deployed, but they don't, you know what I'm saying, share the um the actual deployment with you. Yeah, they I, I you know? they just feel kind of like I I can't really f- explain what I want to say, but we want people to care so much, but it's hard for them to care when they don't understand why we feel the way we feel. And it's not that they don't care. They just they like they they care, but they they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like I feel like sometimes people who are not veterans are kind of numb to it. Honestly. Right? Yeah, I do because they look interested in your story. <laughs> right, 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 right. But the minute so this reminds me this remind this remind me of a story, right? So um, so when I first got out. <laughs> I got a job at um, Joe's Crab Shack. Shout out, oh, shout crab. out to fucking Joe's, Joe's crab, crab Shack. Shack. Joe's Crab Shack, <laughs> they gumbo was a, and I'm gonna tell you like, I'm, I'm fresh out of the military, right? I, I think I'm like 10 days out. I go to the job interview and this guy has me weighing, I order a beer. And like, <laughs> like, dude, I, like I ordered some shrimp oh tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered some shrimp tacos and I got the job though. I got I got the, I got the job, right? So I I got this I swear I got I got this I think he's probably like 25, you know what I mean? I think he's been working at Joe's for like 5 years. Um and I'm sitting there, you know what I'm saying? He's 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 training me. I'm I'm a bus boy. I didn't want to do anything too responsible. I was like, I don't want to do shit. Yeah, but I, you know, I figured I, I needed a job. Same thing when I got out. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I don't really need to do. But no, so listen, right? So I'm sitting there, you know what I'm saying? And he's, you know, showing me around. I'm, I'm trying to tell war stories and shit. Yeah, I served the retired from the military. I was in Iraq, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, I don't care about this shit, man. He yeah, told me, say, hey, look, Joe like his soybeans cleaned a certain way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, it's oh fact, my God. No, like, like, he didn't, he couldn't relate. Like, and he didn't really, you know what I'm saying? It's facts, though. Like, the the transvi- transition from military to civilian, y'all, when you get out there, you you have all these accolades and stuff. And this kind of goes in with, you know, how we feel like people can't understand us. Who do we talk to? That's one of the biggest things, man. When you get out and you so important while you in and then you get out 
and these people don't care about none of them archons. <laughs> right, right. Look, 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 you had to fight. You had to fight to get that archon. You know, look, look, your, your MSM got downgraded to an archon. So <laughs> the only piece of paper they care about is that DD214. Right. Honorable if, if, Right, right. And if they go get that tax write off because you're a veteran, you exactly. know what I mean? So that's the only thing they really care about. So that's. That's and that, kind of go falls in line with you know, right. how we how we feel when we get out. So that's what I'm saying. So imagine, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to make people who never serve. Like like I say, my wife, my kids, and I'm like, I'm staff Sergeant Whitlock. When I say some people react and they looking at you like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they looking at you like, Man, if you don't sit your butt down, you know, and it's sad. you get you get angry, you get you get you frustrated, do. you don't know where to turn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like I say, I'm that's why I, I I advocate for the VA again. They have so many different therapy group sessions where you can talk to other veterans. It don't you don't it doesn't even have to be, you know what I'm saying, a therapist. You know what I'm saying? A therapist might regulate the group, mm-hmm. but you're actually in there sharing your stories with other veterans, you know, on um, people that do understand. It's funny you say that though, because I got some facts over here. Facts. So facts. Let's use resources available to veterans. <laughs> right. Though the United States Department of Veteran Affairs has expanded its mental health services and integrated supplementary programs for the benefits of veterans who are experiencing mental health issues, a significant proportion of those services remain unused. Of all Army veterans who have a mental health concern, approximately, they didn't say, like, we think. They said approximately, which is an approximate number. Approximately 60% do not seek assistance from a mental health professional. Studies indicate that roughly 70% of veterans with post-traumatic stress or depression do not seek help. Hmm. <laughs> Surveys conducted among veterans experiencing mental health challenges highlighted a number of reasons for the underutilization of resources. Some of those reasons include fear of being stigmatized by the military community, mm-hmm. fear of contra- confronting trauma, brandy. Oh. See, 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 look, we done, we done, we done, we done, we done had a breakthrough right now. She was talking about she couldn't, she know, she, she don't, she don't want to face that trauma. See, but that's the best place to do it is in therapy. Look, look, you have doctor patient confidentiality. Look, look, like, you're not, are you going to share with your kids? Am I going to wait? Are you going to share that trauma with your kids? No, I don't want to do that. You gonna, are you going to share it with your husband? No. Are you going to share it with your friends? I Hey, no. Look, so share with the goddamn on therapist now. <laughs> share right. with the therapist. So some other reasons include constrained access to care due to location or wait time, lack of expertise among available mental health care providers, belief that friends and families are able to provide all the needed care which they can't. People, we need to seek help if we need it. Lack of knowledge of available mental health resources and a lack of knowledge in how to access available mental health care. So those are some of the reasons, um, the common reasons why we. Have under under utilization in the VA for um, mental health for veterans. So, guys, we're gonna wrap our segment up. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you know, we can't wrap it up without saying talking about the resources that are out there available to you. So, I put together this nice little cute slide um, to talk about some of the resources. We isn't talk- she? It's, isn't she awesome, guys? Look look how much she's. I don't look know at. no other 
way to be, guys. <laughs> so, Veterans Crisis Hotline, that's a military crisis line. You can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 to speak to someone. If Uno. Yes. Uno. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uno. Then we have <laughs> Military One Source, which we talked about last week, Call Click Connect. If you need to talk to someone and you don't want, even if you're still you're still serving or you've already transitioned out the military, that's a free resource for you, you to be able to go and talk to someone if you don't have any, you, you feel like you don't have anybody else to talk to. And of course, we have the VA. The VA. My seven, go-to guy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and then lastly, we have a website called Rally Point. If you don't know what Rally Point is, it's a place that veterans go to to kind of, it's got like different threads for you to be able to chat on and interact with other people who served in different branches of the military. So shout out to Rally Point for creating that website and for it being so big and such a big help. Rally Point. And lastly, we got to talk about the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. See it? All right, man. If you or anybody you know are thinking of committing suicide, please reach out. One suicide is one too many. Um, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. That's the natural National Suicide Prevention Hotline. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you next time on Drop Your Rug. Drop Your Rug.